Well, it's obviously um, a Thursday night in Queensland, Australia. Don't forget, Queensland never goes to daylight savings, so it's always 7 o'clock, 24-7. Hey, um, as you know, um, we go simulcast live on Facebook and YouTube, and later on you can watch the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, and Apple, or you can go back to the YouTube channels. Now, um, as you realise, our co-host is in the UK, and um, there's none other than Andrina Forrest, and it's a good morning to her and a good morning to our guest who she's going to um, bring on board. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dream in the New Dream. And if you're listening to the replay, welcome wherever you are in the world. Today, it's the 23rd of November, would you believe? I mean, time is moving so fast. I have to keep checking what day it is, honestly. <laughs> well, for me, anyway. Um, today, it's my great pleasure to welcome Abdul Karim Vibes to the show. So welcome, Abdul. And it's really lovely to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so um, I came across Abdul um, in Glastonbury uh, in October where he they were doing, um, I missed part of it, but anyway, I got to do the evening ceremony where you were doing your beautiful swirling and twirling um, and we all had supper together and then, um, and it was such a beautiful evening and I happened to, I think it was about 2007 2008 i'd gone to a, a whirling dervishes in glastonbury town hall and i absolutely loved it it was um and we all had a go and i can't quite remember what the words were but i know that we we were holding the hand or the light of god um and we were beaming it down or something you will have to correct me and tell me what exactly what it was but i know i had a go at twirling then i'd probably only for a few minutes i don't know but i was just amazed that i wasn't spinning i hadn't gone dizzy it was really um something special and i've always um wanted to do more so when you came to glastonbury it was lovely so i so enjoyed it so anyway with, without further ado i'll waffle no more <laughs> and please share your journey of how and where you started on planet earth Right. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Abdul Karim. I was born in Gaza, Palestine. Uh, for many of you, um, you recognize it as the Holy Land. Um, uh, I was born in the 80s in the midst of a very complex uh, reality there, um, a major conflict that continues until the present day, interestingly. As we are on the show now, uh, uh, so much terrible events are taking place uh, as we speak in Gaza, the very town where I come from. Um, so this is not an, uh, a new uh, uh, conflict in the area. This is generational and it's unfolding, unfortunately, uh, as we uh, are witnessing. Um, so anyway, I was born there. And that uh, uh, shaped me in so many ways, because as a child, when you just open your eyes and find yourself in that reality, uh, the, you know, that extreme reality, that you, you get to ask all the questions. Why is this happening? Why am I here? You know, early on, you, you, you mature really fast and you ask uh, existential questions really early. And uh, that... Uh, kick start, that kick-started a, a deep quest within me 
for truth, for um, understanding of our reality, and uh, you know, just basic survival also, and a deep, deep, deep desire uh, within the depth of the depth of my heart, which is to never um, wish for anybody to experience th uh, that, um, hoping that it ends with me. And, and, and this is how my entire journey started um, and uh, led me into uh, where I am today. Yeah, I can, well, I can't imagine the horrors that you witnessed. And I know you've shared some, you know, when we were together. And um, yeah, unless you've experienced anything like that, you've never, you've got no idea of really how deeply that affects you. So, um, yeah, so, and I know from that start in life has been like your mission now um, to be able to be of service to humanity. Mm-hmm. So, um, so where did the where did you start doing your whirling? How did that unfold? Uh, whirling is the latest episode in my journey. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> did yeah. you backtrack then? <laughs> Go back. Um, I mean, we could, <laughs> um, we could. In, in a nutshell, um, I spent twenty three years of my life in uh, Palestine under war zone uh, circumstances, uh, where. Um, you know, the, the most horrible atrocities unfold in front of your eyes and where it hits you and all your loved ones and you're trying to process it and make sense of it all. Um, you, you look for answers. You look for what's beyond. Um, you, you, you know, um, you're in a situation where there is no value for your life. You're made to feel as, as, as such. There's no safety there's no rights you feel like you don't your life doesn't matter and then with your little heart you ask why and uh, you know what's the what's the point of the, and then you question life right is this it um, um, and that led me into a quest for understanding life really and uh, uh, something deep within me refused to participate in these si violent cycles. Something within me uh, did not, uh, even though it's tempting for anybody in that uh, reality, it's the, the, the pull is real, um, but something deep within me refused to, uh, to, to contribute in that cycle. And um, I was deeply searching for meaning and for solutions and for ways to reduce the suffering of the people. I started with the people around me, myself, started a, a deep journey of healing and recovery. Um, and uh, eventually when I realized it's too overwhelming for me to impact it in the way I would have liked, I decided to actually leave uh, the place, uh, which was a mission of itself. And, and eventually fast forward, I managed to go directly from that war zone into London, of all places. So <laughs> yeah. that, that was a dramatic shift at 23, <laughs> you know, and then making sense of it all. But anyway, the beautiful uh, uh, experience of going into London gave me a sense of safety and sense of stability and gave me the time and space that I need to heal and look deeper and also network and, and reach out to uh, different uh, people and communities 
Um, and hear their perspective from outside, because you know, while, while you're in that so-called, um, uh, people call it as a concentration camp, you know, it's, it's blockade and you're, like I spent most of my life within three square kilometers, right? Like it is, it is really an open air prison. And so I knew nothing about the world other than what Hollywood offered on TV at the time, etc., or the Israeli TV for that matter. And so when you uh, leave, as I was leaving, crossing uh, over through Sinai Desert with all that uh, history there, um, that I was connecting, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand it because there was other forms of perception that were coming to me because I started to connect with the land, with the places that I visit, etc. Anyway, crossing through Sinai, realizing, wow, this world is such a massive place. It's not the, you know, the three square kilometers that I was stuck in most of my life. And it's just driving for hours, like 10 hours through the Sinai Desert to reach Cairo and then see these millions of people. And then from there, for the first time, taking a journey on the plane when I was 23 and then landing into London with all the, you know, the different um, environment there. It, it was fascinating and uh, opened me up to, yes, I knew there's more to life. And this uh, started the journey for me of traveling all around the world it's like i was just catching up right mm. so from, from there i traveled to canada china the whole middle east again the whole of europe i just couldn't stop um and i started this personal journey really and truly back to me back to my heart back to my essence this journey it was it was outside uh, through the travel, but the, the, I realized that that journeying outside was only reflecting the vastness of what I hold, what we all hold within. So the journey took me from uh, healing uh, circles to different communities, uh, uh, religious, uh, spiritual, social, different countries, different cultures. And I was just exploring and uh, picking roses from different gardens, if you will. And that helped me heal, which is very, very important because that's like blockage in your system. So that helped me heal, find myself once again, believe in myself um, um, and go deep within. And in during that journey, um, I'm the type of person that if I find something beneficial for me, I would naturally and automatically want to share it. Mm, totally. So along the way, I picked up a lot of modalities, healing modalities that now I practice and I teach. I um, got to know crystals and minerals for the first time in my life. I was like a kid in a candy store. When in yes, in Valencia, Spain, for the first time, that was the first encounter I had with crystals. Like when I was a child in our culture, you know, Aladdin and... Uh, you know, the, all the fictional uh, characters of the 1000 night and night. I've always read about it. Look at me here in my candy store, you know. Um, and, but I've never encountered crystals in person. I just read about them. And I was always fascinated about them, like these glittery, colorful uh, beings that I, I really wanted to connect with. That was the first time when I was probably 
um, 20, uh, well, 30 probably. It was the first time when I uh, um, saw a real crystal for the first time. And I was captivated. I just couldn't help it. It was the, my first crystal was uh, uh, a ruby, which later on I realized that this is my crystal as a Leo. I'm a Leo in terms of uh, star sign. And that was my crystal. I was fascinated by it. And then I couldn't help myself. I started buying, 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 buying. And um, um, over time, I acquired a large collection. And my friends were like, well, why don't you just, you know, display it? And people then started saying, oh, it would be lovely if you... And then that turned into an actual crystal shop that you can see here um, in, the, in the photos um, where I, have, I had established my own crystal store in London and we became quite a phenomena at that actually and that and I didn't stop there because I'm that type of person um, where I go where the heart goes where I find joy and fulfillment I just always look within and this is what I learned on the journey all the answers are within look within and follow the calling so that was the crystal calling so that, not only I was collecting them, but I also ended up going into mountains, uh, digging them out myself. Oh, did you? Wow. Yes, in Turkey and other places. Maybe there's a video about that. So it's not just going into warehouses and uh, collecting crystals, but actually going into, because I'm a van lifer too. That's another thing that came along, which was my childhood um, desire to always travel and be able to sleep wherever I go. So... Um, you know, home is where you park it or wherever mm. I lay my head is home, as Metallica says in their famous Wonder song. Yeah, but I had yeah. to look up the word because I, I assumed it meant, assumed it meant, uh, you know, traveling in your van, you know, van life. But I'd never heard of the word van lifer until you, until I put up your flyer. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a very, it's a movement. It's very, very famous over the past few years. You know, people, especially young people, grew, um, you know, they're fed up from uh, having to rent a place in the city or a mortgage and be stuck in one place. They want to travel, explore yeah. the world. So it's become very popular. You just get yourself a van, you build it up. There's tutorials everywhere now. I actually built my own uh, camper van, mobile home. Yeah, I drove all the way. It was, it was uh, a van that I had parked up for two years from one of my businesses that I uh, closed down and then an, a dream uh, in the gloomy uh, November or December of London uh, just before corona time I had a dream that I was in a caravan traveling around the world planting trees oh. uh, in yes in every country I saw myself planting trees very symbolic in a camper van and then I woke up, the inspiration came immediately. I got my van out of its uh, hibernation uh, for two years. And I drove it all because I heard, I, I work like this, I just go. Yeah. Uh, I heard that they're, uh, they're creative in Turkey for uh, building up caravans and camper vans. So I drove all the way from London, thousands of miles across the whole continent, uh, all the way into Turkey, one month before Corona. And I crossed the border, I started the project, and then boom, all the borders of the world closed. The whole world uh, went into lockdown, and I found myself stuck in Turkey, so-called stuck. It was the best time 
uh, that I could have asked for because I had the full freedom of being in mountains with my camper van during that time. I had my own, you know, uh, retreat uh, time there uh, and freedom to build the, the camper van, develop it. And then I found crystals in mountains. So I was just hunting the whole time crystals. And by the time the restrictions were lifted, I had an entire collection that I shipped to London. I and bet. Yeah. Um, we're, we hold like one of the largest collections in the UK. So, Whereabouts yeah. in London are you? Proudly in E6 East Ham. This is East London. Right. Okay. I don't. I don't know it that well. But anyway. Yeah. Our shop it's... is called AK Vibes. AK stands for Abdul Karim, my name. Uh, hence, hence the the brand. And yeah, this no, is there's... where I share my journey in that shop and everything that I've come across, from crystals to healing to therapy, um, to to uh, spirituality to meditation to uh, superfoods and healthy foods that I've come across on the way. So this is my kind of medium to give back and, 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 and share. Mm. And then back to your question. Yeah, this is the website uh, and uh, our, our online store um, that currently... I mean, we've got some beautiful crystals, you know, what you you were holding up. The heart ones are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Some of the world rarest crystals you will find there as well. And it's uh, it's hand-selected piece by piece by myself. I consider crystals as living beings, as Tesla said as well. Quantum physics yeah. confirm that they vibrate their own unique energy. So if you connect with crystals... Um, you know, they sharpen your extra uh, uh, perception, you know, extra sensory perception um, and help you actually. They're guides, they're sages as far as I'm concerned, and they help you go within. These, mm -hmm. these were very important tools in my journey. Um, um, and now I, I offer them and I make them available uh, to people. Every single piece there is hand selected by myself or hunted or processed. I ended up actually opening up a whole uh, factory in Turkey, uh, in Istanbul, to process our own crystals, which are rare and, and historical there. Oh, my God, that land is full of magic, like literally. It's, 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 it's historic. There's ancient civilizations there. There's ancient, they have some of the world rarest stones that no one can have access to anywhere else but Turkey, etc. So I got the, I, I had the pleasure and honor of exploring that country. This is our shop. This is uh, London, London roads and Victorian houses, which I miss. I'm actually not in the UK at the moment because no. I keep traveling. So this is where we are. This is the, the street. This is where we are based. That's our store, which we've which we've held for ten years, and uh, where we do therapies. It's like a space where people can come in. They don't have to buy crystals. They can just come in and connect yes, no. with crystals, and they, they can come and have a chat with me or my team when I'm not there. Um, they can come and have therapy. They can come and offload. Really, it's like this. This temple place this uh, this sacred space that we are holding um of a high vibrational it's unmistakable it's a, it's a high vibrational space the minute you you walk in it hits you it yeah. uplifts you 
And uh, this is why, you know, holding a space in London is complicated. Yeah, many, I bet. <laughs> you know, and, and we, we maintain it, you know, we hold on and we hold that space um, so that that vibe and um, uh, that energy is broadcasted continuously for the benefit of everyone. So this is just one aspect that we do. But back to your question about how I ended up uh, into whirling uh, dervish order. And that happened in Turkey when I was traveling. and I, uh, Because I, I went to the different communities. I explored Hinduism. I explored Buddhism. I explored uh, Sufism, Islam. Uh, I, I'm a born Muslim. And in Turkey, it led me to Sufism or the mystical spiritual aspect of Islam, the, the, the famous Rumi order. You may have heard of the famous uh, mystic, I think 17th century mystic Rumi, Mawlana Jalaluddin Rumi. He's the one who brought this uh, meditation method, if you will, uh, this whirling dervish uh, system of meditation it's a it's a form of dance so it's you so you whirl around yourself so i was always fascinated because rumi is one poet and mystic that has impacted and touched my heart so much when i read his words uh, i completely i was enchanted like just the words they they're to me they're eternal words they speak of a reality from from beyond they, when you connect with them, it uplifts you. Things that impacted me, like Rumi would say, you are uh, the, stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. And imagine me as a child who had no self-worth really growing in a war zone where you're made to feel this way. And then you read, no, rise up. Stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. And I'm like, what? You know, I want more of that. Like, I, kind of, I want to discover more of the universe. Wow. And then, and then he further exp uh, explains that you are not a drop uh, in the ocean. Mm. You are the ocean in a drop. And, and that's, that's deep and philosophical. And, that, and then... And then as I was going through my uh, spiritual journey, I started to have moments of, you know, to experience uh, this wisdom, you know, to go inside within yourself and experience the vastness of who you are, to experience the world through your heart. This, this, it's a whole different perception, you know, it's not through the mind, you actually quieten the mind, you go in the heart, close your eyes and you see the whole universe, you start floating. You go to sleep and all these dreams and visions that you see, you go into meditative states. And that's what whirling is all about. Mm. Um, and whirling, basically, when, when you dance around yourself, and you whirl around yourself, what you're actually doing, you're going, you're whirling anti-clockwise, mm. which, which is a way of taking you outside time and space, anti-clockwise. It's to take you out of the matrix, so to speak, mm. to take you out of the constraints of time and space, out of the mind. And as you, you um, come out of the mind, you, you find yourself going through the heart and experiencing 
the opening of the heart. So this is the art of pinning your heart, of opening your heart. So as you're whirling, you're whirling actually around your heart. You're doing this sacred dance around your heart. You know, in Mecca, uh, worshippers go and whirl around the Kaaba. They actually, um, what's called the tawaf. So they go around the Kaaba seven times. Your Kaaba is in your heart. So as you, so, you're whirling around yourself, around your true self, and Sufism teaches that God is a hidden treasure, and He wished to be found. Mm. The heavens and the earth could not contain God, but the heart of the true believer contains God. So, as you experience the divine within this opening of your heart, while you are whirling, you get to experience firsthand what it means to have a universe within you, what it means to um, be one with the universe, because everything in the universe vibrates and rotates and whirls, you know, from the electrons around the atom, from the, sun, the, the earth around the sun, everything is whirling, everything. So you become one with everything. And as you were, this is what I discovered. This is why I got so hooked on this method of meditation, on this dance. Mm. So much so that I travel now around the world to share it. And because it's not just about you experiencing that. You actually become that. You embody that. And then you invite those who are watching, like in this video in Glastonbury, where you were watching me. Yeah. You are actually watching yourself because there is no you and there is no me. We yeah, are. that's correct. And um, so this is what I've been doing now, is going around the world, sharing this uh, art, uh, this dance, this meditation, this prayer, this sacred ritual whereby as you can see one of my this this was in a in a church in glastonbury in october this year and as you can see from the movement the right hand is up to the sky and the left hand is down to earth so you are the medium between the heavens and the earth you reach out with the right hand humbly connecting with the heavens and asking for light asking for love to give all the love away the love comes through your right hand and rotates through your heart seven times and then out through the left to earth where this light and this love blesses everybody that's witnessing it and the earth and the, and, and and the whole reality so you're anchoring that light this is how important this uh, ritual is. And when you're there, uh, and you open your heart to it, you receive. You receive what belongs to you. You receive a glimpse of who you are. It's like mirroring. Mm. You get to remember who you truly are beyond the conditioning and the programming that we're told we are just a little me. You're just a brick in a wall. No, you're not. Rumi teaches you are the whole universe in ecstatic motion. And there is nothing like experiencing it firsthand. And, and, and this is what happened um, uh, to me when I, when I first, when I was lucky enough to meet 
my guide, my whirling guide, the master, the world master of this order, Sheikh Ahmed Dede, who you can see in the video, yeah. uh, leading the ceremony, whom you've met in person as well yeah, and had yeah. the most amazing chat, right? Yeah, and Carol and I, you know, we're blessed to have breakfast with you all in the morning. Well, we spent hours, didn't we? <laughs> or breakfast, lunch. <laughs> um, and yeah, we received a blessing and it was beautiful. We loved it. And we're part of the community now. We bump into Michael every day and other members. So, yeah, very blessed when you came and that's to the point. That's the point of it all, is that uh, together we are better. It, mm. It's it's to, to come together in a sacred space and uh, sing the praises of God, raise our vibration, connect together through the heart and collectively uh, lift each other up because, because we can. And, and, and when we do that, we get the chance to experience this interconnectivity, this subtlety that... Uh, that connects all of us, uh, we get to realize that my well-being is your well-being. And, and for me, this is the recipe that I discovered to stop the wars. Because, you know, you, you cannot engage in harmful, violent act against another human being or any other life form unless you perceive that as the other, as separate from you. The minute you realize that the other is not separate from you, is intrinsically part of you. You are the same. You are one. You're interconnected. There's no chance that you would have the desire to hurt, to hurt that somebody because you realize that you're actually hurting yourself and your, your future generations. Mm. And you wouldn't want to contribute into these cycles. So you see, this is, this is why such uh, art such meditation, such form is so important because it awakens our humanity, our true potential, this divine spark that wills deep within every single one of us waiting, waiting to be discovered, to connect with and to let it shine. And, 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 and then you realize your infinite potential all of a sudden. You realize that you're an active player in this life. You're a co-creator. You are somebody that you're an ambassador of the divine and that's your birthright and you have to own it and look at me somebody you know like I've, you know somebody who, who was born in a war zone a broken child who couldn't even believe in themselves now i get to, what a journey you've been on right you, you know an incredible journey and you're a gift to humanity of showing like you can come from awful things and but you can you know by going inwardly you can you can be fully out there yes actually thank you for bringing that up because i learned through my journey that the external reality is a mere reflection of the internal reality so people in their attempt to do good in the world they focus on the outside and they want to change the outside they're going about it the other way around yeah. In reality, if you want to impact your external reality, you go inside. You focus on healing yourself. Because remember, you're the universe in ecstatic motion. The blockages that you suffer from are blockages that are reflected on the outside. Like in a simple way, if your room is uh, cluttered, 
it, the chances are you have clutter within. And the minute you start to heal and you declutter within, all of a sudden you start to become a bit more active about decluttering your room and your environment outside. It's just a mirror effect. It's interconnected. The minute you, this is why I say to everybody that wants to improve uh, and contribute and impact the world in a good way, I say, focus on going inside. Heal the person that you are. Uh, self, uh, practice self-love. Practice self-awareness. Practice self-care. And then from there, fill your own cup and then look to help the next one in line. And if all, enough of us do this, um, we're all going to rise. You, we unfortunately, uh, our education system don't teach us this. No. Uh, so I had to go through the bitter journey, the tough journey of discovering it by trial and error, and going into different communities and cultures and countries around the world, and 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 really um, uh, just go through it to be able to then uh, share this. It doesn't have to be this way uh, now. Uh, this wisdom is available. This is why I do what I do, so that I help people, um, you know, have a cheat code to life, so to speak, or shortcuts. They don't have to repeat uh, what I did. They don't have to waste 10 years just discovering yeah. this. They can merely come and attend a whirling ceremony, for example. By the way, we travel. We, we don't charge for this. We, we are for love. So um, we go anywhere around the world. We can be invited, you know, Jeffrey, all the way in Australia. We're happy to come if we're invited in America, Canada, Europe, anywhere in the world to world <clears throat> for love and to share this gift with whoever that's interested. Yeah, I know hey, they um, love you in Australia. <laughs> so. Hey, bro brother, um, I just want to bring up this um, photo. Um, we have that one there. Now, um, he did pretty well there, um, doing a whirl for about four minutes 30 without falling over with um, giddiness. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. But what I noticed here was um, in the, um, the realm of platonic solids, one of them is a cone, yeah? And we often saw in um, Western's world where we have um, the dunce cap or we have a wizard um, who uses the cone, or you could say that the Red Indians have the teepee, another form of a, um, a cone, in order to raise the energy up. Now, your hat, that's why I'm coming to your hat, in the sense of how it's placed over your head. Is Again, is that for you to center yourself when you're doing your twirling, in the sense that the hat gives you that, like a spinning top, it gives you some sort of balance, but also helping you to raise that a vortex above your crown in the sense of um of being contained within that um that sequence that's been constructed for you rather than the cone i'm just interested in the scientific aspect of the, the benefits that can bring to your body yes uh well whirling uh dance meditation or order uh, developed by rumi is full of symbology full on every single aspect of it so for example we have a black cloak before we enter the sacred space and start the ceremony we are wearing a black cloak and then we take it off that resembles the eagle 
Because as you enter the sacred space to whirl, there is no place for ego. You have to leave yourself behind. You have to allow the divine to flow through you. There is no space for the ego. So that's the first thing, for example. And then, and then the white dress that you see in the photos, that represents your coffin. That, that, that represents the death of the ego that you left yourself behind. You recognize that there is no place for the ego in this sacred space because you witness the oneness of God. Nothing exists but God. You cannot bring partners with God. You cannot bring, bring anything in this uh, divine presence. And then the hat represents the tombstone, actually, uh, which is a reminder that this is where we are going. This is as a body, as an ego, our ego, is, this is where it's going to end up. Um, and then it reminds you that your journey is back to eternity where you belong with God. And um, also, this is my own probably interpretation, is that this is your crown, energy center here and above it there's an eighth um an eighth chakra or energy center and, and yeah. that connects you to that and this is like a connection with the spirit um in terms of um in terms of the movement itself because you talked about the scientific background um, as you are whirling um you are creating a toroidal field Mm. centered at your heart so there's this donut energy field that gets generated in fact i did not share some videos with you there are some videos that people when they watch it they see light being emitted and some uh, uh like uh, uh extra normal phenomena where uh, people witness um, so as you're whirling, you're creating this toroidal energy field that's expansive, that expands. Um, and that, like I said, it connects the heavens with the earth. And anybody that witnesses um, uh, or is present there, they receive that light and love. Because a dervish job in that state is to ask for love, to give all the love away nothing for themselves just ask for the love that's why take your presence away keep your ego away get in the presence of god and and connect and plead you know ask for guidance ask for for love ask for light uh, ask for divine grace and then give it away what belongs to people, they will receive in that presence. Nothing for you. You must not have any expectation. It's enough that you are in divine presence because you have everything in reality when you're there. And, 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 and that's, that's where this method is so crucial nowadays because wherever you go, you become... Like Rumi says, be, be the spirit of any place you are at. Mm -hmm. So when you are when you go anywhere, you, you you travel with God. You are with God. You're you're bringing that divinity. You're bringing that light. You're bringing that love, and you're sharing it. You're leaving your presence behind, and you become like a distribution hub of that light and love. And you get to witness it. It's so beautiful. Not only it goes through you, 
and, uh, and, and you benefit others, but you get to witness it. And it's like double pleasure. You can't get enough of that. This is why I dedicate my entire life now for this. I go all around the world seeking nothing but this. I don't seek any monetary return. I don't, I don't use it, you know, for, uh, for a job or anything like that. Nothing. We are mere dervishes seeking that love and sharing that love because we recognize that's what we are and that's and that's thank you and and then and and we recognize that uh, and we see and witness that this reality is created from love even when you see the hardship uh, and the distortion of truth distortion of that reality uh, uh, if you see it from a bigger perspective, you'll see the love behind it. All of this reality is a manifestation of a loving God that dwells deep within your heart and um, it, awaiting this reunion, um, uh, you know, with you. And, and, and this is one way of going there. And if you read the works of Rumi, he talks a lot about that connection between the lover and the beloved, and this is how he addresses God. And, and look how beautiful that is. If we all connect from mm. that heart-centered space with love, with the lover, it changes the whole, the whole, the whole perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, brother. Hey, I'm just coming to that photo there. Is a, uh, an aspect that's very similar to qigong, for example. Yes. So, in qigong, without doing the actual um, well, and you do go and place your hands like what you've just pr presented there. One goes to heaven, one goes to the earth. There's a few movements there that are really slow, but you can feel the chi go through your body. It's just an yeah. So um, it's it's amazing how similarities um, turn up in different cultures. Yes, a hundred percent wisdom. You know, this is one thing that I found fascinating about the tradition of the Prophet Muhammad, for example, of Islam, uh, where he said wisdom is to be sought even if it was in China. Wisdom is the bounty of the believers. Wherever he or she finds it, she's most worthy of it. So this call for always experiencing uh, uh, and seeking wisdom and knowledge from across the world, because ultimately we are one. Rumi teaches again, who's also you know a follower of uh, the Prophet. Uh, Rumi teaches that see oneness in diversity. So we might be diverse in different colors, and uh, like there's a verse in the Quran uh, that says, uh, "All people." Um, I have created you into uh, nations and tribes. I have created you from males and females and made you into nations and tribes so you may get to know one another. Because as we get to know one another, we realize that we are no different. We realize this oneness. The more we get to uh, experience uh, uh, that um, get to know one another and work together uh, and meditate together, the more we realize, wow, this, this, it, that same signature, if you will, that same vibration 
that vibrates through me is is through you and it's through him. It's just we are. It's like different points of reference on the same grid, mm. so to speak. It's like this interconnectivity. You get to see it, and then all of a sudden that takes you inside to meet the divine within, and to to understand that you are one with the divine. And and, and that journey is our to me my my life journey. Our life journey is to take us there, is to take us back to source, is to take us back to love. Otherwise, if we live uh, cut off or separated, this is the root of all suffering, you know? Um, totally. Hence why, for example, during the ceremonies, if you realize the flute is being played all the time, very, very important um, tool as part of the ceremony, that ney, they call it in Turkey, that bamboo flute, Again, the symbology is there. The bamboo flute was once part of the bamboo tree and it got cut off and it got separated from its mother, from the source, and it was made hollow. So when you blow into it, um, the sound that comes out is the sound of longing for the source. This is why when you hear the flute, it's just it's so nostalgic and so sentimental and it evokes something within you. Mm. Because we are like that dry flute longing for the source of where we come from, where we belong. Mm. Yeah, That's beautiful. You know, what you've showed about the flute. Um, so, um, and I know when we watched you... Um, in Glastonbury is so hypnotic just you know you're totally in that space totally focused just watching you you know you're like you're in your own trance aren't you for the for us that are watching you know absolutely beautiful so my next question would be and I see Lilius has asked the same question how can we learn ourselves I know you've got there's a workshop coming up in February in there in Glastonbury I don't know if you're coming back for that if it's you guys, but I know there's, I think it's February, but anyway. Um, so how can we have a go ourselves? Um, you know, like, so say when I finish here, I think, right, I'd love to have a go. What pointers would you give us? Yes. So uh, this is why we travel all around the world to teach this now. Um, you actually missed the session because you came to the afternoon ceremony. I know. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Uh, it, it's meant to be this way, so we get to see you again. Um, exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, that morning, uh, we we've done we've done a, a workshop with everybody in the church as well, where so many joined in, and, and so basically, there's there's aspects to to this where you need to be initiated. Uh, it, it's not necessary, it's not a must, but it's it, it's it's better for you mm. so that you get spiritually aided, so to speak. Like, for example, I could not believe that for the life of me, I would whirl for even 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, seriously, uh, this is why from my childhood, I wouldn't ride on, on them swings and uh, I, I, I would immediately faint or vomit, you know? It was like... Uh, something that I would not do. And then I was like, oh my God, here I am face to face with my fears, you know, and um, I'm supposed to be whirling. What? Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have imagined it uh, uh, 
uh, at all in my life that I would be doing this. Just like I wouldn't imagine myself doing any of the things I ended up doing later on, like being a hijama therapist, this wet cupping, dealing with blood and helping people. I don't know, maybe you have one of the videos there that I shared. It's like, again, one other therapy that I do that's extremely effective to detox heavy metals from the body and toxins, decayed blood cells, old blood cells, etc. It's an ancient uh, therapy from China. Here yeah, so you tell are. us more. Yeah, so this therapy is one of the most natural, the best detox known to mankind. I cannot recommend it enough. I personally treated thousands of people, probably um, two, three thousand people by my own hands and with my team. Uh, probably 20, 30,000 people over many years in London. We established uh, three clinics, actually, alternative medicine clinics in London, where, again, this has helped me personally and helped my dad and mom. My dad, and I pray that he is fine, and my mother in Palestine right now, I haven't heard from them for the past 47 days in this conflict. Really? And I have no clue. Yeah, like I have no clue. And I, I, I pray we heard that there might be a ceasefire that I have been praying for all these days that is scheduled to take effect today or tomorrow. So um, I'm hoping for the best. So basically, my dad has suffered from chronic uh, headache, and migraines, and, and, and uh, bowel syndrome. And uh, my mom was asthmatic. And when they visited me in London for the first time, uh, they got to experience this therapy, and it was like magic. My dad's seven-year terrible migraine disappeared after one session. Yeah. It was like a miracle coming true. And this is, again, something in the Sufi tradition. The Prophet of Islam, Muhammad, peace be upon him, recommended it so much on a magical journey where he traveled. He was taken by a vehicle of light, by this like Pegasus-like being, an Archangel Gabriel. They took him from Mecca to Jerusalem, where I come from. And then from there into heavens where he met God. On that journey, he said, on this miraculous journey documented in the Quran, he said, I did not pass by... Uh, a single group of angels, except that they told me, Oh, Muhammad, command your people, order them to do hijama, which is this uh, therapy, wet cupping. It's so, so, so beneficial. I cannot recommend it enough. I have uh, practiced it uh, personally for so many years. I've seen the impact firsthand on myself, my family, and thousands of of patients that came uh, seeking help, especially now those who want to, you know, mm. detox from whatever effects, yeah, that they're yeah. suffering from now, spike protein and that. This is the best, one of the best to do heavy metals out of your body, toxins, etc., for back pain, for migraines, for blood pressure, for diabetes, for so many issues. I cannot recommend it enough. Again, that's something along the way I learned in Egypt. Um, the land of, you know, sacred land of ancient Egypt, full of mystery. Here we are. This is in uh, Edfu temple where uh, a high priest is depicted using the ancient Egyptian power tools, the Ankh, the Was, and the Diet. Um, and I was just uh, showcasing uh, this uh, ritual. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's a uh, 
it's a whip it's a fire whip this is me in abu simbel on the sudanese egyptian border uh in abu simbel temple carrying the ankh and the was in my hands with the two wrists which is similar to whirling you see that um mm. on the heart two wrists connecting mm. on the heart taking you back into your power right because the true power is the power of the heart and little did I know that also there are similarities, Jeffrey, on the point of similarities. Look, when I went back into whirling, again, you start with both hands on the heart, embracing who you truly are. So as you see, along my journey, uh, I picked up these modalities. Mm. Uh, it's extremely beneficial um, uh, tools uh, to help and then uh, I experience it firsthand because I like to practice what I preach. I yeah. experience it firsthand. I vouch for it. I know that it works beyond the shadow of a doubt. And then I share it. In this video that you're showing, this is another therapy that I learned in um, Valencia, Spain. Uh, this is called Atlantean therapy, which incorporates quantum accelerators, these, these tools of light. Um, they, they emit light geometry, sacred geometry, and color. And through that, we calibrate the energetic field of people, spaces, and objects. Um, and we also utilize ancient Egypt power tools. Uh, as you can see, we work on ancestral uh, baggage. We liberate uh, generational uh, trauma, generational ancestral heritage that is of no um, benefit to us. We break cycles like this. We uh, uh, liberate people from manipulation, from negativity. Uh, there's a lot of aspects, deep, deep, deep energetic work. We realign the, the system, the, 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 the energetic field of the person, and then all of a sudden uh, there's this environment that's conducive to healing the person. We basically help the person. Uh, we support their own self-healing uh, because we all have it within ourselves. It just gets blocked. So my mm. job is to remove blockage and allow the system to heal itself because we have that wonderful, miraculous capacity within. And then I do deep ancestral work uh, with people inspired from ancient Egypt, uh, the ritual of the opening of the mouth, exorcism even, uh, and so, so much more. So that's something that I've learned from uh, masters, especially Jose Miguel of Valencia, the Atlantean master, uh, who channels this wisdom from ancient Egypt and uh, memory, ancient memories that he recalls. And then uh, he... Uh, uh, trusted me with that and, and then I started to also remember let's just say uh, ancient memories and also download um, my own uh, visions and then develop the system further and then use it for the benefit of the people so that was another thing that um, <clears throat> another uh, tool to the box so to speak that came about and I practiced it for uh, over eight years. It took me to ancient Egypt, uh, ancient uh, uh, Mexico, you know, the Aztecs and the Incas yes. and, and, and that civilization. Um, I traveled all around 
to find literally pieces of me. Like when I traveled to Egypt, I felt like parts of me, fragments of my soul, so to speak, integrated in, in, in these temples, the pyramid, and the meditations that we do there, the journey, the Horus route, or the Moses route also, all the way from Cairo through Sinai Desert back to the Holy Land of Palestine. I, I also walked that uh, that route. Um, I, I, I traveled the the route also to um, Costampella, the uh, the Santiago the, oh, yeah. in, in 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 Spain, and again along that journey, ten hours, uh, you get to discover. So this is the beauty. Uh, this is something that I found fascinating in the Quran because the Quran says, "Walk in the." Uh, in the alleyways of earth, of, uh, of, of, of God's creation, and eat from God's fruits, because God, that's what God wants. God wants easy for you and not hard. We actually make our lives hard. We are by our own choices. The divine wants love, wants abundance, wants us to enjoy uh, this beautiful reality that he's created, which we can turn into paradise. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a paradigm shift. It's about it's about what you what you embody. You can have your paradise here. You can have your hell here. You know, and uh, the, the divine clearly through different messages, through different uh, civilizations and ancient cultures and spiritual uh, paths, uh, say the same thing. God is love, and that's what God wants for you. So. Um, so seek that, embody that, know that you are that. So we're here one, to, once again to remind everybody of this because, you know, you, you, you have to believe because you, you can't become if you don't believe. You have to believe that you are loved to become love as a first step, as a prerequisite. Yes. Hey, um, brother, <laughs> have you ever come south of the equator? Sorry? If you come south of the equator on your journeys, I just want to ask you. To the equator of Earth, if I have... Uh, you come into the southern hemisphere, yeah. Um, the, the, the equator in the middle of Earth? Yeah. Because the way I'm, I'm, when I'm looking at you and I'm seeing you and you've been talking about it, you've been traveling around the world, it seems to me that you've been traveling all the countries of the northern hemisphere. And so with your whirling, doing anti-clockwise, I can understand working in the Northern Hemisphere. But coming across into the Southern mm -hmm. Hemisphere, our vortex, our toroidal field is completely different. You'd have to go clockwise. So you want to talk to your master. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go, you fill up a ba um, basin of water in the Northern Hemisphere and pull the plug out, you'll see its vortex if you come into the southern hemisphere and do the vortex, it's completely opposite. So it's very much similar to our magnetic field on the planet. So, yeah, you because I don't know if your Sufis have actually come south of the equator. But I also uh -huh. want to say that, you know, uh, you talked about Muhammad, but, you know, we've got the Shiites as well. So isn't there always that little conflict in ideology between the Shiites and the Sufis? Yeah. It's the same uh, as well. well Anglicans, Lutherans. Yeah. Yes, you you meant to say the the classic uh, historic division between the Shias and Sunnis rather than Sufis. Sunnis. Uh, so my apologies. 
attack them. Yeah, no, no, uh, that's that's not a problem. There's actually uh, the Sufis and the Shiites and the Sufis and everybody else. They are a lot closer because you see with, with Sufism, Sufism is the mystical practice, the Got spiritual path yeah. of Islam. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's closer to Shiism, it's closer to Sunni. It's like, uh, it's not, um, it doesn't fall as part of this divide. Uh, you can have a Shia uh, person that's a Sufi seeking a spiritual path and you can have a Sunni who's Sufi. So Sufism is uh, this spiritual path that takes you to the heart irrespective of the political or religious mm. uh, affiliations because in, in, in my way, for example, my religion is love. Uh, in my way, and, and I recognize the message of Prophet Muhammad, he was sent as a mercy to mankind. There's a lot of misconceptions. People don't actually know who Prophet Muhammad truly is. He is the mercy to mankind. He came to everybody irrespective of religion, background. His message is universal and should be uh, practiced as such, a message of love, compassion, and coexistence. But then you have established religions coming in and wanting to hijack that and uh, impose their own interpretation in their own way, and then they move away from the essence of love. And then you, you get to see this distortion of truth and its manifestations of conflicts and troubles and divisions, and which makes you wonder, are we actually, uh, who are we actually serving in this way? And, and this is why with our practice, we move away from all of that. Understand. Back, back to the heart. Back to the heart. That's the solution. People can hijack whatever they want to do. The ego can manifest in different ways in all cultures and also we see it, you know, in all religions. Um, and, and this is where problems start to happen. And this is where people need to realize that these tools that came before, the spiritual path, these religions were meant to guide people to their heart, to the source, um, to love. Um, and if they fail to do that, then maybe uh, it's 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 time um, um, to um, ask the question. And and if if that path doesn't lead you nowhere, then there's always the path straight to your heart. And uh, we are here actively working to remind people of that, irrespective of color, background, religion. We are all one in the sight of God. And the, the love that beats within my heart, I, I, it's big enough to encompass this entire reality. Even the wrongdoers, even those people who are programmed and hijacked, I actually have sympathy for them. I have sympathy for people who are in pain, who are suffering, and they're, they're resorting to the wrong things to, 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 to ease their suffering, you know. And, um, um, and this is one of my missions now, is to... Uh, embody that first and then share it with everybody and go beyond titles, you know, because it's all an illusion for God's sake. Like my name was given to me by somebody else and, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, my identity, I am this and I am that. It only serves as divisions instead of being celebrated as diversity and different flavors of life. We then use it as borders and boundaries and means of separation. It's about time for that to stop. Definitely. And, 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 and we are here to resonate that 
and we will continue to do so. So long this heart beats. Oh, well, you've, you've got a beautiful heart and soul and um, yeah, and we all pray for your family and, and for peace, you know, that all of us here are doing our best to keep, you know, hold the, the, the peace within us so that we radiate peace to help others to find the same. So anyway, yes, on that, sorry, sorry. On that note, I'm just led to share something because it's so relevant and it's so uh, like it's in the now. Um, it's a call for my people in the Holy Land. Mm. And I'm not saying Palestine or Israel. I'm saying the Holy Land. And I'm saying my people everybody that's there for those who resonate with this message it's time to rise up and spread this love and spread this peace because you are the true ambassadors of love and light and i know you exist i know personally people on both sides who want to see the suffering come to an end who want to only see love and co coexistence and unity for everybody on the Holy Land because the Holy Land is for everyone. So I call upon you to raise your vibration, raise your prayers, be in the heart, broadcast from the heart this so that it counteracts that call for, mm. for, for fear, for division, for separation, for suffering, um, that, that distortion of the truth. And the solution is for enough of us to be in their heart space and resonate that this is how this centuries all this this conflict did not start now, but there is a chance for it to end, and it can only end with love, because the answer is love. The solution lies there, and those who embody that need to resist the temptation of being pulled in this war vortex and remain in their heart space and and um, and reason and never doubt the power of your heart the power of love the power of your vibration there is a reason why you and i were born in that part of the world there's a reason why we genetically belong to that ancestral line and it can end with us if you are overwhelmed Take strength from my words. If you are, um, if you are falling into despair, please know and connect to the infinity that's deep within you. That's way beyond and bigger than the illusion imposed upon people's eyes. That uh, this this reality and that paradigm, it does not have to be that way. That's an illusion of itself, and the power of the heart is far far more superior. So please spread this love. This is what we need right now. Free yourself. Free free your future generations from this baggage, from these cycles that are consuming us. Isn't it time? Isn't it enough? The, we need to rise up to this responsibility. We can do it. Mm -hmm. I have risen up for years. I made conscious choices not to contribute to the cycles of suffering and violence. There is a better way, and this is the better way. And 
you're supported because this is the way of the divine. The minute you seek that, the whole universe is going to support you because the universe right now is only supporting love. Anything else is diminishing, even if through illusion it's made to feel overwhelming. It's not. Seek that within you and know that you have that power, you have the support. And if, you, if your strength is waning, get in touch. Get in touch. I'll send you strength. And that strength is not from me. Do not look at me. Look at that which makes me speak and seek power from that source. And that source is within you. And if you fail to find it or you find it hard, use me as a mirror to reflect that. And let's bring a better reality for us all and you. And so you're really talking about the ideal rather than the, um, the idol, aren't you? Everybody's fallen in love. Everybody's fallen in love with the idol and not the actual ideal. You're actually proposing the ideal. Because, because this is our truth, you know? This is what I recognize to be... Um, to. To, to be our true reality within. And I have not believed in that for so long because as everybody else, I was born into a certain construct and worldview and you're fed that and this is what you need to conform to. But something deep within me was saying no. Yep. There's, and I, I trusted that and this is what took me uh, where I am right now. And I, I believe I'm one of the luckiest people ever existed, you know, with that grace that I get to experience. It's very personal to me, and I know its power, and I know its impact, and I know the vibration and the, and the pleasure and its, and, and its effectiveness, you know? And I know that every single one of us have access to that. This is the most superior thing if, if we are to seek superiority. This is the the biggest blessing that was granted to us by the divine. We, it's our birthright. We actually have it. This places us, if we connect with it, far higher and above even angels. People like to seek angels for help. It's good, of course. There are <laughs> friends, light beings, but come on. You have God in your heart, the divine in your heart. And if you, uh, like Sufism teach, annihilate yourself in the divine, i.e. your ego, and achieve this oneness with the divine, when you reach that place, you are one with everything. I mean, infinitely with everything. Imagine that power. Imagine that, that, um, that grace. There's nothing like it. And uh, the, the more I get to experience that, the more it's like um, you, you can't see any other reality but God because everything else is an illusion and anything you see or touch or smell is the manifestation of the divine and until you see that or you recognize that and you feel that you're going to be cut off and you're going to be suffering so the way is to 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 get there wow <laughs> such a beautiful message <clears throat> um yeah, I mean, you're touching heart and soul, obviously, by your talking and your words. Um, yeah. So, uh, can I ask a question? How young are you? 
how young am I? Yes. Uh, well, well, since I am uh, I'm born uh, as a male, I don't think we have a big issue uh, with the <laughs> age question. <laughs> just no, what, no, my meaning was that you've achieved so much. Like you're not you you might be halfway through your journey or or a journey of life or whatever, but you have achieved so much and helped so many and touched so many, and there's still masses for you to keep doing, and you will be doing. Yes, um, I have I have just turned 40 in July. I'm a Leo. So uh, I've just turned 40. In our uh, Arab culture, uh, you can only be a, considered a, a man to reach the age of manhood once you hit 40. Really? So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think I'm still the old uh, curious child that I've always <laughs> been and I will continue to be. But uh, but yeah, um, the, the reason why I'm, I'm appreciate your words. Thank you very much. Um, they mean a lot. The journey has been tough, mm. uh, but well worth it. You know, like now I look back at the wartime, and I'm grateful for these mm. uh, times because they made me the person that I am right now. That was my training camp, my boot yeah. camp. You know. Yeah. Gosh. Um, this is why I don't mind van life, uh, you know, around the world and being alone. Like I just drove across the whole continent for one week alone, you know, and uh, and it's okay when people freak out from that journey because they can't sit with themselves alone. I, I love yeah. it because I recognize I'm never alone, you know. It's like what Rumi says, alone with the alone. Yeah. You're never alone, mm. right? So uh, one thing I wanted to highlight is that as you start to tap into your infinite nature and the infinite nature of your heart, you get to, it's like a quantum leap, you know? Mm. You get to achieve so much so quick. You open yourself up to, uh, to a whole different um, perception. And with that, you receive downloads that are beyond the mind uh, you grow, you know, uh, light years in no time. It really is like that, you know. Uh, and this is the beauty of the way. And, and you know, you, th there's no point of me just uh, trying to convince somebody of that. Mm. It, it, it's just, it doesn't work like this. The Sufism, the Sufi masters, my masters, they teach man araf, those who taste they know. So you, you have to experience. You have to, you know, because only then, like, no, like if you've never tasted honey or anything sweet, it, you know, there's, there's no way I can be describing this to you in the most scientific way. I can just show you videos and pictures. I can emulate these, uh, you know, the sensations, the taste buds, etc. But it will not feel the same. The only time you get to taste uh, and, and you don't have to learn how to taste from, you know, professors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It can be a simple, uh, you know, honeybee keeper somewhere in the mountains that's not even educated about honeybees and their, you know, what they do, etc. Other than he knows just how to get honey, you know, collected. And, you know, he just brings and gets you to experience and you're like, wow, you know, mm -hmm. and this is what dervishes are. They're simple, beautiful, humble human beings that are some, somewhere around the world and they just get to 
they feed you nectar, they feed you honey, honeydew. You know, they 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 give you that um, that uh, divine experience that uh, our souls crave so much. Mm. Uh, I mean, my words would have no weight if I have not gone through that experience. So nothing that I uh, say that I haven't personally experienced. This is why the words come from that place and, and that they may have that weight. And, and uh, otherwise, they're just empty words, right? Anyway, can we go back to some pointers for the whirling? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I love, I love your sense of, um, you know, focus and uh, practical approach. Yes, let's get you whirling. So basically, if you don't have the patience until February, uh, when we come to Glastonbury again, no. the witch, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, um, you can start really slow. Uh, the, everything is all about intention. You have mm -hmm. your own private channel, your own private connection to the divine in your heart. Yeah. So you can just connect to your heart. Um, I would personally, um, I like uh, to be uh, to, to give respect where respect is due. Mm. Uh, and and um, I would personally recommend that you also connect with a Sufi master like Sheikh Ahmed Dede, who is the master of the whirling order in the world right now, spiritually authorized for this. And so that then, um, because they can connect with you through the heart, they can help you, like they have keys, right? Mm. Because if somebody has walked the journey and reached destination, they know how to extend the helping hand and get you there because they just know they've been on that path. So to get initiated is, is the best thing. However, you also have your own connection uh, to, to, to the divine. Uh, so you feel in your heart and you, you, you can um, put your hands on your, uh, like so right hand on the left shoulder, left hand on the right shoulder, feeling in your heart. And then you can start slowly whirling, even if it's seven steps, even if it's just mere seven steps and slowly bring your hands up right hand to the sky, seeking God's grace and love and left hand down so that you bring that blessing for yourself, for your um, for your house, for your children, you know, for your family, for your people. When you're in that space, you can just pray. The idea is to, to connect with the divine in your heart and then be the medium to channel that energy and, and give it everywhere you, you can. And remember, as you're doing the whirling, remember to leave your, yourself behind. <laughs> yeah. Get out of your head, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't whirl a little bit longer, and the whirling will help, trust me. Um, and slow it down if you get dizzy or anything like that. I, I, I was, I, I really am absolutely gobsmacked. I'm shocked to my core until now that um, how I, how could I do it? Like how could it be possible that I never fainted or never felt dizzy? Um, it was impossible for me before. But I guess once it's time, it's time. As part of my daily practice now, for the love of the world, um, I do 1,000 times, which takes me about an hour. This is it's like not in my wildest dreams, right? 
uh, I wouldn't even be able to do it for a minute. And now, because you see, the minute, and this is what I have experienced personally, the minute you allow yourself to flow, right? After a while, you might start physically whirling, you know, and you might feel it. Oh, okay, I'm I'm taking one step at a time. Oh, I'm rotating, physically feeling it. But you know what? After a while, this presence becomes to carry you. Like you've seen me in Glastonbury Church. Mm -hmm. I was gone. I was just floating like this. Like I, we were there for like uh, intermittently for like what? A couple of hours or something? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and after a while, uh, you get to experience a presence that's more superior to your ego, to your identity or who you think you are. And it, it just carries you. And in that space, you get to just relax, you know, you get to de-stress, you get to um, offload your baggage. And then, oh my God, it's like magical. It's like um, anti-gravitational, you know, like really, literally, there were moments where I, I it's like this weightlessness, this, uh, um, you're, you're being carried by the hands of grace. The angels are putting their wings uh, under your feet, carrying you. And, you know, you can't be the same after that. Once no. you get, once you taste that, once you experience that, you can't stop. And then you get to see that it's actually impacting the people too. Yeah, look here. And there, there were other, that was like halfway through it. And there was a moment where everybody, all the musical band, behind they all got up and they started to you know yeah. chant and i was just gone like they, because i was also connecting with the power of their chants that was coming and i was just absolutely gone. like i couldn't even feel my feet you know um it was the, it was the most the most mm. divine uh, that i have felt and um so many people tens of them that were there um, they came back and gave feedback of how they were touched by it. So it's real. It's not uh, fantasy. It's not just a mere dance. It, it is a dance with a purpose, with a message, mm -hmm. a dance that literally uh, anchors light in, and love in our reality if practiced um, uh, correctly and if practiced, um, uh, what shall I say, altruistically. Yeah, um, and that, and this is why we were. This is uh, this is my friend and brother Adam. Uh, mm. He's Hungarian, and also he became a whirling dervish uh, recently too. And he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, we're coming to the end of the show, and uh, I was, would have liked to have asked you a lot more um, to do with your healthy food life as well and also human design so perhaps you'd come back and talk to us another time in the new year and share your wisdom yes happily but just very quickly on these two two points again these were uh other junctions on my life journey um so i was traveling in the mountains of the czech republic where i for the first time come face to face with ancient apple trees that are original to the Czech Republic, that uh, strudel area, you know, in Europe, 
the Czech, Slovakia, and Austria, famous for the apple pie, the strudel. Um, and these apples existed since eternity. You know, they, they don't even have English names. They're like so local. They're very, very local varieties. And I remember uh, a saying of the prophet recommending uh, vinegars uh, as, a, as, a, as a food that every single prophet uh, consumed. And that prophet Muhammad recommended very, very much. Um, and I was so saddened that I couldn't find original, authentic, traditional, uh, you know, uh, fermented vinegar. Um, so I've decided, long story short, it's a whole journey that took me six years. So I've decided to make my own uh, apple cider uh, production. Mm. I studied three industries to get to that by myself through books and, ex and pure experimentation. I studied the juice making industry, the alcohol making industry, and the vinegar making industry to make a truly authentic, no additions, no filtration, no pasteurization, truly tradition, like it was time in Jesus, like it was done in Jesus' times, you know, truly healing because I couldn't find it. Uh, so I ended up making it. And that started a whole journey into food because you see, Again, the prophet recommended that, look, your body is your vessel. You need to take yeah. care of it. And nowadays, corruption is everywhere. Everything is corrupted. All the food, the air, the water, right? So I started this um, radical almost approach to, you know, no sugars, uh, stay away from uh, sprayed food as much as you can. Make your own food in my van, in my camper van i cook my own food i go to mountains i source it from farms i ferment my own foods this live culture that we lost all these condiments yeah. nowadays they're dead this mayo and uh, tomato sauce and what's not is dead food the real condiments are alive this is a whole other area where you know it's full of live culture and when you eat that this is what your body becomes, what you eat, right? Exactly. So again, again, I started to learn all these ancient old methods of fermenting food, of uh, producing superfoods, hunting things from the mountains, Shilajit now. I am actually in Lithuania right next to Russia right now, and I'm about to source uh, some uh, wonderful Shilajit, you know, the famous... Yeah, and I go all around the world and I pick like from Turkey, it was the apple, sorry, the olive season. So I've picked the olives from the trees and uh, marinated them myself, etc., etc. And then I share, uh, watch this space. Uh, if those uh, would like to follow more, they can go to my Instagram or Facebook. I will be sharing more of this uh, in the form of videos and reels to share what I found, these pearls of wisdom and mm. ancient techniques that are so important for our body. Because if we don't take care of this vessel that's carrying that divine within us, we don't get to experience uh, uh, life uh, in, in its full capacity and in the joy and uh, fulfillment that we all seek. So taking care of the body is super, super important. That's your vehicle. That's what's yeah. carrying you. Uh, through this reality back to source where we come from. So that's another aspect. And then human design opened me up to the mystical aspects of numerology, astrology, 
of the I Ching of China, of the Kabbalah, of the uh, sacred arts, of the um, uh, chakra systems, and then the, the, the our own DNA and what it encodes. We are we are magical, magical beings with infinite potential, and the, it's about time that we believe in that and trust in that, and go back to these sacred ancient arts that take us there. And there's a reason why all of this has been taken away. There's a reason why uh, this corruption is and distortion to truth is prevalent. But it doesn't have to be this way, and it can end with us, and it will. Mm, totally beautiful <clears throat> well honestly um you touch heart and soul wherever you go and i know to our listeners and readers i've i've seen lots of comments flashing up we'll get back to that um but yeah just thank you for taking the time out to share your wisdom and i would love you to come back in the new year and share more about your foods and and human design Thank you very much for giving me this uh, this platform and this opportunity to broadcast uh, this uh, energy. Uh, uh, none of what I say is mine, and I am no different to any of you. And all that I say, I am sure resonates deep because you already have that within, and I'm just a trigger. I am here as a catalyst and as a mirror to reflect what you already have. Mm. Well, thank you for reminding everybody who we truly are. We are God. We are God within. And we, you know, the power of prayer, we are, we are the change makers now. We are making, you know, we're in the greatest time of history where everything's rebalancing and clearing. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. And much love and blessings in all what you're doing. So thank oh. you very much. Hey, um, there's, there's just one question right. from Lilith. She wants to know when you're doing oh, yeah. twirling, do you shut your eyes? It's, a, it's, just uh, it's, not, it's not recommended to. It's, it's, uh, it's recommended to keep your eyes open and maintain that presence because the idea okay. is to have a, be here and there kind of thing at the same time. One foot in this reality and another foot in the 5D or whatever D that you uh, would like. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it for you to experience. Yeah. No, Which okay. D you We're like. Okay, well, thank you oh, once yeah. again. Um, um, you know, and I just, everybody's listening, just please keep your prayers open for world peace. Please. Um, you know, that's, that's our focus is world it's, peace. It's so. my daily, daily prayer, daily practice. And for that's why, uh, for, for that I whirl and for that I feel that I exist. Well, keep whirling. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hashtag. 